Welcome to Hive Mind, the weekly podcast from the Beehive about the latest and greatest in pop culture. I am Meg Walter in studio today with Eli McCann. Eli, how are you? I'm good. Just eating some candy over here. That's a wonderful podcast. Good, good time etiquette. to good time to throw a piece of candy in my <laughs> right. gullet. Wait, are we about to record? Hold on, let me put this candy in. <laughs> uh, we should say Nick's not here with us this week. He's traveling for business. So sad. So fired. So we're, we're going to talk about what he's been watching. <laughs> Just guess. <laughs> Just a bunch of straight dude TV shows. Uh, whatever's on. What's that like dude channel? Spike TV. Spike TV. <laughs> yeah. Every week. You know that Nick. Every week he's like, I don't know, just Spike TV <laughs> just, all week. I rub, I rub my like four wheelers around and then just sat down. <laughs> Watch Spike TV. <laughs> what have you been watching? What have I been watching? Well, first I want to tell you I've been obsessively listening to the Rewatchables podcast, which you recommended to me. It's yeah. from The Ringer. I think the Ringers podcasts are extremely hit or miss for me. I mean, they're all good, I guess, but they're not all for me. The Rewatchables has a few guys, mostly guys, who do a deep dive into movies that they can watch over and over again. Most of the movies they choose to do are these action films that I have no interest in. And so a lot of the episodes I just kind of skip over. But they do some chick flicks. And you sent me the one on You've Got Mail, and it's awesome. Mm -hmm. Their chick flick ones are great. But what I have found out is that the guys of that podcast drive me insane because they're like the Nick, you know, Spike TV. (laughs) Like everything that they think is interesting in a movie is not something that I'm at all interested in. I swear, what I heard, I listened to this one the other day. And, oh, it was um, Silence of the Lambs. They did this whole thing on Silence of the Lambs. They mentioned Jodie Foster's name once <laughs> in an hour and a half. And the rest of the thing, they're like, and then he cuts the whatever and blah, that was amazing. Yeah. And I was just like, this is not the part of the film that was interesting yeah. to me. Anyway, I take similar issue with I feel like they get all the boys together to talk about quote unquote boys movies. Mm-hmm. And I listened to the Jurassic Park episode mm-hmm. and I ride or die for Jurassic Same. Park. Same. And I was like, get a woman in there. They yeah. like I feel like they can find the women. And maybe I don't know how their organization works. I don't know if people volunteer to do these. Yeah. And the women just happen to volunteer to do the teen comedies and the rom coms. Yeah. But it does feel like they have all the men recapping the traditional male movies and all the females recapping the traditional female movies, and it bugs. The Jurassic Park one drove me crazy for that reason. That was another one where it was like 90 minutes, and I swear they mentioned Laura Dern's name in passing once. Yeah. I was like, Laura Dern is a huge part of that film, and I want to hear you talk about how good she was in it. And how and it, part- like, launched her. Yeah, the part where he turns her head and she reacts to seeing the dinosaurs for the first time, which I think is one of the best moments of any film in film history. Yeah. But instead, they're like, and then the T-Rex, like, eats the guy. It was amazing. And they, all they care about is the men in every film. Yeah. Anyway. That's- and Bill Simmons just kind of drives me crazy. He drives me crazy, too. So basically, this is now a podcast that just trashes other similar podcasts. <laughs> I know. We're a media company that's dragging another well. huge, much larger media company. <laughs> Veep is amazing. It's still keeping up. Shit's Creek ended. Yeah. Season five ended. And the season finale was wonderful. I know, but I wanted to see all of Cabaret. I know. I know. They're, the whole season, they're building up to doing this community production of Cabaret. You know what I appreciated about parts that we did see of Cabaret? Freaking love that song. Yes, very much. It was a higher budget than a typical very small town community production would be. Yeah. But their performances were not Broadway. 
Yeah. And I was expecting we were going to get to the end of the season and we were going to see the town put on cabaret and it was going to be like this amazing Broadway production Mm -hmm. that you would never find in a town of 500 people or however many people live in Schitt's Creek. I feel like it fluctuates by like thousands. Yeah. (laughs) Um, There's only one restaurant in the entire town, that little cafe. Mm -hmm. And if there's only one restaurant in town, you're kind of thinking like 300 people live there. But then whenever they have a party, there are like 300 hot people in their 20s yeah. and 30s. And I'm like, what? These this many hot people don't live in a town like shit. Anyway, so but when they came out to do cabaret at the end, their voices are just fine. Yeah. They're, they're just fine. Like yeah. they do a good job. Their dancing is like a little janky, but it's like fun. And it's like, oh, this if I went to this community production, I'd be like, that was a really good community production. Yeah. Anyway, it's Fantastic. This show is so, so good. It is. It's really good. Moira has really come into her own. Mm-hmm. I feel like this season was about Moira. Mm-hmm. You've mentioned that you think every season's about a different character. I do. And I think this was Moira's season. This I, was her big project. I think it was Moira and Stevie. Yeah. And I really, really dug that. I think Stevie's my favorite character. Stevie's wonderful. And her character arc was just like beautiful this season. Yeah. And she sang the ballad at the end of the episode in Cabaret. Yeah. And I was sitting on the edge of my couch smiling so big that I thought I was going to have to get. Have you heard? Of course, you've heard Liza Minnelli do. Yeah. No. It's a bop. Mm -hmm. Like I turn it on while I'm doing my hair. Yeah. I mean, it's Liza Minnelli. Um, Anything else? No, I think that's it. So... (laughs) I mentioned to Stephen that we last week recorded about our favorite rom-coms mm-hmm. and that we did You've Got Mail. We talked a lot about You've Got Mail, which is mm-hmm. one of his favorite movies. Yeah. And he decided to watch You've Got Mail again, mm-hmm. which then led to him watching When Harry Met Sally, <laughs> which then led to him watching every 90s rom-com, mm-hmm. which then led to me making suggestions. We've watched a lot of rom-coms <laughs> in the last week. So I caught the end of When Harry Met Sally. Have you seen it before? Yeah. So I have not seen it, and I tried to find it, and all I, I could only find it on Amazon, but you have to buy it, and I didn't want to yeah, buy he, it. he rented it. Where did he rent it? Amazon. No, Amazon would only let me buy it. Oh, really? Yeah, it was like 15 bucks to buy it, oh. and I was like, no, nah, I'll rent it for $3, but I don't need to own this I on Amazon. I think he just rented it. I don't know. All right, I'm going to check with Steven. I'll check my credit card. <laughs> yeah. While you were sleeping. Great. Here's the thing about watching while you were sleeping with someone else. That movie is important to me. I was like, a piece of my formative years Mm -hmm. rewatching it. It's not an A movie. Really? Sandra Bullock in it is A plus. Mm -hmm. The story and the writing, I'd give it maybe a B minus. Okay. And then I recommended The Family Stone, Mm -hmm. which I'm usually like, that's one of the best movies ever. Mm -hmm. Doesn't hold up. It's not. Everyone in it is great and Mm -hmm. lovable from other movies and like they're doing their best, but the story's just not quite there yeah that was disappointing however what absolutely holds up is my best friend's wedding really the first romantic story about a girl and her gay i feel like is the main takeaway okay you know it's the first the real relationship is between julia roberts and rupert everett okay in that movie okay i really i it's still good unpopular take i know this is an unpopular take i like that movie but i think julia roberts overacts it hmm I think that she's a lot. She's she's a lot. I think the you're never going to be a jello speech, (laughs) which is a great speech. speech. Yeah, I think it's overdone. Okay, but Cameron Diaz is perfect. She's good. And Cameron Diaz has a tendency for me to overact. And I think she's really good. at. How do you feel about Rupert Everett in it? That's the gay guy. Mm -hmm. He's good. No, he's really good. You don't think he's being too flamboyant? No, I actually don't find him all that flamboyant in it. Yeah, I guess I don't either. 
I just I never want to be like insensitive. Oh, yeah. Hilarious gay. No, no, no. I think he's good. I think he's good in it. I think the love interest, they could have cast any man and I wouldn't have cared. Oh, yeah. He's yeah. He's he might as well be a not memorable. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Julia, I don't know. She's she's a lot in it. I also think she should have been way more embarrassed by what she did. Mm -hmm. She still goes to the wedding and gives a speech. They should not. No, they should not have let her come to the wedding no. after everything like, she did. Thank you for making this right. But we'd appreciate it if you didn't come to the ceremony. Also, we're never talking to you. Yeah, again. you're like, out of our lives. You're not in our lives <laughs> this anymore. This is unforgivable. How is Cameron Diaz? How is that not like an ultimatum for her to go to back to the guy and be like, all right, we can fix this, but she's gone. Yeah. No, and that's 100. That, we're not revisiting that decision in five years. Like she's gone. Yeah. Yeah. This is an interloper that we need to cut out immediately. I've gotten rid of better people over less. That's for sure. <laughs> um, And then finally, Game of Thrones is back on. Yeah. I don't watch Game Same. of Thrones, but I enjoy when Game of Thrones is on. Same. Because I know enough about it to like appreciate the jokes that are going around. Yeah. And even the jokes that I don't quite understand, I still recognize them as funny. Yeah. Yeah. It also means that tomorrow, Game of Thrones will be back. Which we do watch. We do watch. <laughs> well, the other reason why I like it when Game of Thrones is on is I feel like there aren't a lot of shows anymore that this many people rally around. Yeah. It used to be, you know, when we were in high school in early 2000s, that era, there were shows that everyone in the country watched and rallied around. And now there are just too many different genres and too many outlets and so forth. And I mean, what else is there besides Game of Thrones that that many people? I mean, I don't watch it at all. But my entire social media for a day, every time an episode is released, is all about Game of Thrones. And I'm like, not mad. No, I'm just like, cool. Everybody's real excited I, I about do the same feel, thing. I feel, one, a little left out. And two, like I'm in like the Emperor's New Clothes because mm -hmm. I could not understand the appeal of that show. And yeah. I gave it an old college try. Like yeah. I was like, okay, got to do this. Got to be part of the conversation. Could not do it. Same. So I'm like, what do these people know that I don't know? Mm-hmm. But these jokes are funny, so I'm here for it. Yeah, I'm good. Can I mention one other thing that I was going to say? Did you watch Emma Stone on SNL over the weekend? Oh, no. Is that who was hosting? Yeah, she hosted, which it put Emma Stone in everything ever. Yeah. I'll watch course. anything yeah. that she ever does. I think she's our biggest star right now. Oh, she is. And I hope that that lasts for a full eternity. Yeah. I never want Emma Stone to go away. There's a sketch that sounds a lot raunchier than it actually was, but Emma Stone has been cast to play the wife who walks in on her husband having an affair with another man in a gay porno. So, like, that's her role. Okay. And the whole sketch is about Emma Stone trying to figure out how to really understand this character that she's about to play. And she's, like, taking it very seriously, mm -hmm. even though the people who are shooting the porno are like, nobody's going to watch your part. Like, it doesn't <laughs> matter what you do. And so the whole thing is her kind of voiceover and very serious getting ready and to be a part yeah, of this yeah, like yeah. acting thing and it is so funny and like i said it sounds a lot raunchier than it actually is it's like pretty clean but i recommend watching that i wanted to ask you do you think emma stone has ever made a bad movie aloha you think aloha is a bad movie did you see aloha yeah i think it's the worst one she's made i walked out of aloha because i could not figure out what was happening yeah i think I got bored in Aloha mostly because I cared so little about Bradley Cooper's character that it made the movie boring for me. Yeah. Other than Aloha, she made a bad movie? Not that I can think of. I can't think of one either. I've never seen Superbad, so I can't speak okay. to Superbad. Same. The first thing I saw her in was Zombieland. Okay. Have you seen Zombieland? No. You should see Zombieland. Really? Zombieland is great. All right, I'm writing it down. I think the first thing I saw her in was Easy A. Oh, yeah, and she's wonderful in Easy she's A. She's great. 
She's great in, in fact, that. next week, uh, we're going to talk teen movies. Ooh. So we'll dive more into I Easy. I can't wait for that. Should we get to, uh, Let's do it. get to our topic today? Let's do it. We've decided to talk about TV breakups, as in shows we have made a conscious decision to end our relationship with. I want to clarify, this doesn't mean a show that we tried like one or two episodes right. and decided we were into it. Right. This is a show with which we were in committed relationships. Yeah. My rule for making my list was I had to have gotten through a season before I jumped ship. And most of these, I got through multiple seasons before yeah. I was like, I cannot do this anymore. Mm -hmm. Glee. I put Glee on my list, although this is a great one for me because I don't think I was ever a consistent Glee watcher. Okay. But I popped in and out of season one and maybe season two, and then I just developed a hate rage for it. This may surprise you, but a lot of my friends in college were gay, and they <laughs> they loved Glee. And yeah. so every, was it Thursday or Tuesday night, whenever it was on, we'd get together and watch Glee. Mm -hmm. And it was, like, funny in mm -hmm. the beginning. And, you know, the songs are catchy, and you're like, a few seasons in, it just got so repetitive like mm -hmm. the story just circles around itself over and over and over and there's always like a regional competition that they're preparing yeah. for yeah and someone's always doing something despicable it just rotates through characters yeah and i got to a point where i was like i don't care about any of these people no i don't care about any of these songs no this show makes me angry yeah it's trying to defy stereotypes, but in doing so, like... Leaning hard into them. Being stereotypical. The the thing... The show did the thing that pisses me off the most in any show, in that it was inconsistent with its own story. Yeah. But it did it to a degree that I've never seen another show do. They would be inconsistent with its own characters within one episode. Oh, yeah. So, you know, you'll have shows where halfway through a season, you're like, oh, this character suddenly has kind of a different personality. Or didn't they say they did like that thing, but now they're pretending they don't? You see that happen. But in Glee, you would have a commercial break and it would come back and it'd be like, did we just abandon the story you were doing? Because now this person is acting the exact opposite way they were before this with no explanation. You get the sense that the writers started out on one drug and then switched drugs. Oh, it's so weird. Like, yeah. Yeah, they started out on speed and then, like, started smoking pot by the end. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> like, uh, upper and a downer. <laughs> and I think my theory is, I have a lot of theories about the show, but one of my big theories is that they found the songs they wanted to do for any given episode and then they tried to just write a story that yeah. would incorporate those songs, and they were just really sloppy at it. And yeah. it couldn't be the case that they were writing a story and then going out and finding the songs they wanted to use. That that just if they were doing that, then these people are they need to be checked into mental hospitals because something's going on in their brains. I hated that show still I, to this day. I yeah, no, and I, I hate that I spent an entire weekend once binge watching the Glee Project. <laughs> I hate that for you, honestly. Okay, why don't you tell me one of yours? Okay, I abandoned Stranger Things after the first season. Uh, yeah, I tried season two and couldn't do it. So you actually tried it. What was wrong with season two? It just wasn't good. It was... Uh, I don't know if I can articulate how not good I thought it was. It just... The story not interesting anymore? Yeah, and I guess the novelty had maybe worn off. Okay. I should say... Stranger Things, people were obsessed with that first season. I was not one of those people. I was somebody who was just barely interested enough to finish the season. Mm -hmm. Just barely. And Winona Ryder was pretty much the only reason why I was watching mm -hmm. it, because I like seeing her be a little crazy. Mm -hmm. Was she ever not a little crazy? Uh, little Women. She's not oh, crazy in that's true. She's, she's really spectacular as Joe Mark. I recently rewatched Edward Scissorhands. She's kind of crazy in it. 
Well, everyone's a little crazy yeah. on that because it's a l- crazy movie. What a weird flick, by the it's way. It's weird. Yeah. Whoever's listening, if you have not seen Edward Scissorhands as an adult, go rewatch it. You're in for a, an interesting an experience. An eye-opening experience. The story is very jumpy. <laughs> and I, my memory of that movie, and this happens with a lot of movies I saw as a kid, my memory is that it is this epic story that goes on for a really long time and is well-developed because I think when you're a kid, two hours just seems a lot longer. And mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. I watched it as an adult and I was like, wait, what? Why are they chasing him up the castle? Like the whole thing was just like, how did we get here so fast? It's real strange. Okay. Okay. So that's my Stranger Things one. Do you want to go? Scandal. <laughs> I was in deep with Scandal. You were? How far did you get? Uh, they like put the first few seasons on Netflix. Okay. And I feel like I was like working on a thing, like a mindless thing where I could have a show on. Okay. And I ate up the first three seasons. Okay. And then I started watching when it was on TV as it was airing. And there was this one episode where somebody had died and there were probably nine monologues from nine different characters. Uh Uh-huh. And they were all so insufferable (laughs) that I like looked at my life choices and decided I was not in a healthy relationship and I needed to get out of it because it was making me miserable. And so I pulled the plug and I haven't looked back. I don't know how you got that far into it. I tried to watch. I think it was just the pilot episode. I may have made like three episodes in. And there's this scene where who's the main woman? Carrie Washington. Carrie Washington. Well, her Olivia Pope is her character. Olivia Pope. It's handled. Okay, so yeah, so Olivia Pope is introducing the viewers to the idea of like what she does for a living. Mm -hmm. And she's doing it by explaining to somebody else who's come to seek her services. And I just remember the guy saying, how are we going to resolve this problem? And she delivers this monologue that was to this day the most over-the-top monologue I have ever heard on television. And she's like, this is what we will do. First, we will go and talk to the dead. And she just had this like tone. I was laughing so hard through this monologue. And I was like, I can't do this show is not for me. Like it's clearly similar vein, I think, as Scandal. I gave up on Alias after about... Two or three seasons. Yeah, I never watched Alias. Woof. Now that is a bad <laughs> show. But but it gave us Jennifer Garner. Sure. And Bradley Cooper. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Bradley Cooper was the guy in it. Cool. And he was kind of like, dud. Anyway, the, <laughs> the reason why I finally gave up, though, it was ridiculous for a long time. But then they finally got to this point where Jennifer Garner's best friend is murdered by some opposing spy to Jennifer Garner. And then that spy gets facial reconstruction surgery to look identical to Jennifer Gardner's best friend and then goes and infiltrates her life as... Wait, I'm super into this. And so the next season or two, I don't know how long it goes on, that same actress is now playing a different spy who has had reconstructive surgery to look like (laughs) the same character. And when that happened, I was like, all right, I'm out. Like, this is... We have now... God to, and, and I'm a guy who has not given up on Fuller House. I mean, that as similar, this isn't my official pick, but I should mention that this is also on the list. Drop Dead Diva, which is not a good show. <laughs> really? It's not. It was never good. Okay. I was watching it, I think, to see how bad it would get. Yeah. And it got to a point where not only is she 
inhabiting someone else's body because she died and her spirit entered a fat lady's body. Okay. That's the whole premise of the show. A right. pretty girl in a fat woman's body, right. which is problematic for a lot of reasons. Mm-hmm. But her fiance from when she was a model also dies and inhabits someone else's body but then that guy dies and so then he has to inhabit a complete stranger's too much. body it's and i was like much. you know what drop dead diva your plot is just too complicated for me <laughs> i can't do this anymore <laughs> and again i haven't looked back my official choice though is homeland oh did you ever watch homeland? i did not homeland was good uh-huh. Uh, it had a very good first and second season. Very dark, mm-hmm. very heavy. The third season got dark and heavy to the point of being ridiculous. Really? Like there has never been any happiness on earth. The oh. sun never shines. Uh-huh. And it was affecting my outlook on life. Really? Yeah. So did you think the show was still good, but you just didn't like what it was doing to you? Yes. Interesting. But then I heard that it got actively not good after that. So season four, I heard wasn't good. I heard it came back at the end, but I'm not interested in slogging through a few seasons just to get to the end, which is why I gave up on the West Wing after season four, because it started tanking and people were like, oh, but the end is so good. I was like, but you lost me. Yeah. You know? Okay. You might die a good person, but you were a jerk to me in your 30s. Yeah. I'm not interested. You know what I just thought of that is a show I did not break up with, but a lot of people did, and it makes me really mad. What? Well, there are two shows that fit in this category. One is Downton Abbey. Oh, I did break up with Downton Abbey. People broke up with Downton Abbey after, spoiler alert, Matthew died. That's exactly when I broke up with it. Everyone stopped watching. And I was like, how can you stop watching this? This is such a good show. And unpopular opinion, I think seasons four and five are substantially better than seasons one through three. And so when everybody jumped ship and then I kept watching and I was like, all of the reasons why people loved this show to begin with are still there. So why are these people not watching it anymore? I wonder if you can track shows and see how many viewers drop off after season three. I feel like our attention span is three seasons. Maybe because the other show I was going to mention is I knew a lot of people who jumped ship on Friday Night Lights after the third season. Oh, no, those people are idiots. Those people are idiots because... After three seasons is when the main cast graduates from high school. Yeah. The show is given a rebirth and they move to another school and whatever else. And also the show moved to another network after the third season because it was on NBC for three years. NBC canceled it and the direct TV picked it up and produced it itself. And so there were two more seasons and seasons four and five are not worse than seasons one through three. And every week I would watch the show. and I'd be like, I cannot believe how many of my friends aren't watching this anymore. This is like phenomenal. The best television I've ever seen. Was it an access problem? I'm sure that that had something to do with it. But I did know a lot of people that when season three was wrapping up, they were like, oh, so-and-so's graduating and these people are leaving. I'm not going to keep watching. Mm. Well, I feel like they missed out. I'm sorry. Coach T and Tammy Taylor are still going to be on the show. Well, I do like to live my life pretending that Landry never killed a guy. (laughs) Season two. I like to live my life thinking that season two just didn't happen. (laughs) My winner for shows I've broken up with, which I think should be on your list too, unless it doesn't meet your criteria, is This Is Us. So this is such... (laughs) We both, but you especially, did such a 180 on this show because the pilot episode was so clever. The story was so clever. And you came to me and said, 
you have to watch This Is Us, the pilot episode. It is the best pilot episode I've ever seen. You said that. I did not say that. You did say that. I have it recorded because you said it when we were doing the TV and Jelly podcast. You told me, and I was like, really? And you were like, I don't want to tell you anymore because I don't want to spoil it. You just got to go watch it. It's amazing. So I'm like, okay. And if you recall, like the pilot episode. It is good, actually. You you get to the end and then find out that you've been looking at two different timelines. And it's kind of like this, like, oh, that was really clever. And so I watched the pilot episode. And I was like, this is great. This is going to be my kind of show. And it was already episode two where I was like, oh, I can't do these monologues. This is so bad. So many monologues. People don't talk in monologues. No. They don't talk in monologues. And it, they're just the most dramatic, uninterrupted five-minute monologues. Like, every time, is that show is not do subtlety. People compared it to Parenthood, mm, uh, which makes me murderous. Nope. Yep. Parenthood understands relationships between humans. And how people talk to each other. This is us is garbage. And it doesn't meet my criteria because... These are shows that I at one point enjoyed watching. Okay. By the end of season one, and we said it had to be more than one season, I was hate watching This Is Us. Okay. And just waiting for that dad to freaking die already. Same. And he didn't die at the end of season one. I was like, I'm out. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I cannot believe how popular that, I can believe how popular that show is. Monsters created that show. It is not Parenthood. And if you were making that comparison, then you didn't watch Parenthood. Parenthood was perfect. No, Parenthood had its problems. I had my issues with Parenthood. Hattie, tell me Hattie was not like one of the worst people who's ever been on television. Essentially wrote her out. In the last season. She made it through until the last She was a selfish jerk. Season. And then they made her a lesbian. And I was like, this is unnecessary. That was sloppy writing. I don't need Hattie to be a lesbian. I'm sure that they had feedback that was like, you don't have enough representation. And then they're like, oh, here, let's quickly write one episode where one of our characters is gay. I can't stand Adam Braverman in that show. Pretty much anytime he's on screen, I'm like, somebody punch him in the face and then write him out. But where do you come down on Christine? I have very mixed feelings about her because her whole cancer plot line was very riveting to me. Yeah. But I also think she's a bitch. Like, just she's really mean to people. She's got this temper that really bothers me. And I don't feel like people are that way in real life. That whole family I could have done without, even though they brought a lot of really good storylines. I just don't like the characters. Everyone else in the show I was into, though. Same, I think. Zeke. But he brought a lot of good story content. He did. But the first season where they have him have an affair, wasn't here for it. I wasn't here for the affair, but I did like the way they wrote the relationship between him and his wife. Yeah. I thought that was very compelling television i think lauren graham's family was probably my favorite yeah i think that all the characters in that were really anyway okay that's not a show either of us broke up with it's no. a show we love no and that show had one of the best series finales i've ever seen oh 100 they did the thing you want a series finale to do where they like jump forward and show where the characters are in like five years huh? Loved it. if you haven't watched parenthood go watch parenthood if you haven't watched any of the shows we've mentioned, don't watch them because you'll break up with them eventually because they are emotionally manipulative or just trash. They'll break your heart. Next week, we're going to talk teen movies. Yes. Uh, which I consider myself a personal expert in. Yeah. So stay tuned for that. Remember to leave us a rating, a review, blah, blah, blah. And we will see you next week. Bye. Bye.